It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Q Freeze continues to recruit his tail off. Several Bama and Georgia commits. They seem to love Auburn. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Cruton Thursday. We're celebrating with John Garcia, Locked On Recruiting Insider. John, I don't know what it is, but more and more commits from Alabama and Georgia they can't stop visiting Auburn and seeing what Hugh Freeze and this staff has to offer. And, I mean, we've talked about this before, right? I mean, th- this staff under Hugh Freeze, they're not going to quit. But you look at Demarcus Riddick, Perry Thompson, Sterling Dixon, and Ryan Williams, a 2025 guy that there's rumors of him de- uh, reclassifying. But all these dudes either committed to Bama or Georgia. But, man, they visit Auburn a ton, and they keep coming back and scheduling more and more visits. What do you make from this? Well, they're all in state, too. I think that's really where when we look at the end of 23, that that cycle, how it was such a resounding success within state lines via the flip game, by the way. Sure. When you look at that recent precedent, now you've got to say, well, this is going to be an opportunity for history to repeat itself, but also with a lot more time and a lot more effort and a lot more structure from Hugh Freeze, literally on down you know i think that's the difference to where you, you're as a, as a georgia fan as a bama fan you've got to be like hey now um wh- why why are they still making all these visits and then every kid who makes a visit is like oh yeah i'll be back for a day and then they're like maybe an official you know so now it's like there's there's a coordinated strike going down mm-hmm. um you know from a timeline perspective so i, I do think this has been uh, again just getting these recruits on campus is a big deal even though they are all you know yellowhammer state natives still getting them on campus while committed to, you know, really the powers in the conference and nationally is a big deal because there's a certain, you know, a certain layer of recruit that wouldn't have done that. I mean, like Sterling Dixon, there have been zero rumors for any other school since, since he committed months ago. And now all of a sudden he's showing up at Auburn and he's already talking about a return trip to the plane. So there's clear buzz um, and there's clear, you know, there's clear, the effort is starting to match the, the tangible here. You're starting to get mm. multiple visits out of other recruits. And when you start to build a case for a flip, those have to happen. Th- those are non-negotiables in that quest. Uh, so to have that combined with Hugh Freeze, again, spearheading a lot of these recruitments personally, it hits a little bit different because, you know, Nick's not going to do that. Kirby's not going to do that for the most part especially with, with folks in the state of Alabama. So the fact that Hugh is, is really resonating with this class of yeah. 2024. And, and it's no surprise, you know, a couple of receivers in this conversation, no surprise to see some of the positions being represented by some of these flip targets, but it's, it's just been remarkable. I don't know if there's a school in the country that's done as good a job as Auburn has with getting recruits on campus during the spring w- without using officials Without paying for it, Auburn's done as good a job as, as any school in the country in, in the month of, of January and, and now again in the month of March. John, and, I mean, Hugh's putting his, his I guess, his, um, he's walking the walk and talking the talk because 
on Monday when we got our 20 minute media window, they let us out there early. So we were probably out there for about 50 minutes, 45 to 50 minutes. And I'm looking like, where's Hugh Freeze? And he's off to the side the entire 50 minutes that we were able to see. He didn't coach a second. He did the press conference, then he walked out there and he was talking to recruits and it looked like it was a recruit's father that was with him. He spent the whole time talking to them. And it's like, man, yeah, he's like, I'm going to let my staff coach. I'm going to recruit because we need more talent in the future. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, you're not going to see other people do that. And I just, I can't imagine if I was a four-star kid and I'm out there and I'm talking to this head coach, the head coach the whole time. And it's like, are you not going to go like, coach? Oh, no, I'm more important. You, you want a whistle or something? <laughs> like, yeah, you, you're, you want me that badly that you're valuing time with me over anything else that you could possibly have access to right now? It's powerful stuff, man. There's no doubt, you know, and, and also shows a lot of trust that, that Hugh has in his coaching staff there simultaneously. Good point. Good point. So when it's the opposite and, and the positional coach is now sitting with these recruits, they could say, you know, that power that they might have is, is to a bit of a higher degree, at mm -hmm. least in theory at Auburn versus some other places. So I think that can, can almost create its own cachet with certain recruits at, at certain positions. But look, when, when the head honcho is sitting down with you while he is, trying to figure out his own roster uh, in his first spring. I mean, that that's that's a pretty big deal. That is, again, like you said, it can't be overstated. Yeah. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen in the 10th spring, much less the first spring uh, of a new regime. So I, I just think yeah. the consistency and the energy it takes to put recruiting first every single day, it, it's going to detract some. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cause a little bit of, I'm sure, angst with the Auburn fan base. But from a talent perspective, and a talent acquisition perspective, which many will argue is just as important as, as the X's and O's, right. will be no lack of effort. And again, we can say it every single time we're on together. That is a big deal. That's just not something that happens across the board. There are a lot of coaches that want to CEO the thing, but that means they're delegating recruiting on top of everything else. It's not CEO, but I will I will be the, the infantry when it comes to recruiting these guys you know face to face text phone calls the, the whole nine it just right. like the battery never dies all right so you mentioned sterling dixon let's start with him of the four guys we've already mentioned four-star linebacker he's from mobile plays at mobile christian alabama commit on three's prediction machine which i'm not exactly sure how they do this but it's still fun to look at the bama commits at 62.8 percent to bama and then Auburn's 34.5%. They throw 1% to LSU. Right. But in his most recent visit, he's got a quote saying that Auburn's making it, making it hard to just sign with Alabama. It's like, how can you just say that if you're not like legitimately interested? <laughs> there's, there's no doubt there's legitimate interest because the first visit is now leading to two or three, you know, mm -hmm. and that's the, the biggest difference. And that's why these visits are so well covered because they, they really are the gateway for, for change from a recruiting perspective. Um, and look, before Sterling picked Bama a couple months ago, LSU was the other school that was kind of getting the sneaky buzz. It was like, right. hey, if he doesn't go to Bama, watch out for LSU, maybe Georgia. There was no mention of Auburn in, in December and in January. But now here's Auburn clearly in either pole or even position to Bama or, or a strong second place in just a couple of months. Again, you can't emphasize that enough because Sterling Dixon's already talking about having difficulty signing mm. and it's, it's March. Mm. You can't sign until I think December 14th is the date in 2023. 
Right. That's a long way to go. That's a long yep. way to go in state, even for Bama. That's a long way to go. So this is something that is going to be an ongoing storyline. And and if if it's one thing to pull you know away from Brian Kelly and Mike Norvell and right. some of the coaches that that Hugh Freeze has beaten head to head early on, Lane Kiffin certainly. It's different when when Kirby and Nick get involved in, in that regard. Uh, and I and I can't wait to see how close Auburn comes to pulling one of the two of these off. And then kind of what happens thereafter, because it's going to be somewhat theater for us uh, who follow recruiting. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. All right. The other three names that we mentioned, as well as uh, an Auburn big target getting a fifth star. And could we be celebrating a holiday on Friday? We'll discuss all that coming up in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. John, I'm sure you, just like everyone else, has had their bracket absolutely destroyed but if you're still in the March Madness, which some Auburn people may not be, I totally get it. If you are, head over to FanDuel. The tournament's just heating up. The Sweet 16 action, I guess, is getting going tonight. Right now, they've got a no-sweat first bet at FanDuel. That's up to $1,000 if your first bet doesn't win. There's literally no reason not to try it. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet. FanDuel.com slash locked on. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Let's talk about another four-star linebacker. This one, a Georgia commit, John Garcia. Demarcus Riddick, he is from Clanton, Alabama. Big body dude, 6'2", 210. And he committed to Georgia back in November. And once again, looking at On3's prediction machine, they've got him at a 27% to Georgia. <laughs> He's got... Alabama at 39%, Auburn at 31%. So not doing a good job holding on to Riddick are the Bulldogs, but another guy that he keeps going to Auburn, and it seems like he's really enjoying it. Well, look, Athens is uh, more than twice as far away from, from Clanton as, as Auburn is. So I think that's sure. a part of it. And, and that's, again, this is now, if you're in a 90-minute radius of the Plains in particular, this is the target area, right? I mean, look, Obviously, Mobile, you, you want to win in, uh, you want to do well in, in the 256 up there, certainly. But 90 minutes and closer to home, I mean, you've got to hit those areas hard. Now, Clanton's not going to roll out a bunch of prospects. Very good barbecue there. You'll lose cell service, but you'll have good barbecue there, in my <laughs> experience. Um, you're not going to have a lot of prospects coming from there, but Riddick is one that kind of caught a lot of people off guard last year. Like you said, quick rise committed to Georgia, understandably. But since then, a lot of buzz for multiple programs uh, outside of uh, of the state of Georgia, including Auburn, where, like you said, he continues to take visits. And, and I think what, what really is hitting home for these recruits, and by the way, Riddick hasn't been to Georgia in, in, in quite a little bit, by the way, uh, something to keep an eye on. Yeah. The, the, Auburn's getting personal with with these recruiting pitches. Um, if if the recruit is set on a position or set on versatility, Auburn is like doing the research and and following up on on some of those notions. So you know they've kind of changed their tune with Riddick, and it's like, hey, we want you to specifically be 
a backside guy, you know, which is kind of more in line with his skill set. So even those little things and now having to able to see it up close and personal from a, a roster standpoint with, with spring practice itself, watching the defensive coaches at work, now you're kind of hitting double whammies. In addition to Hugh Freeze, in addition to the buzz and all the momentum individually right. now, it, it's not a blanket strategy is what I'm trying to say uh, hor- yeah. horribly here. It's not a blanket strategy for Auburn, uh, and I think Riddick is, is a great example of that. And again, you pull off one of these, and it's going to hit a, a little bit different. And there's just a sense of – if two, three, four, five different commits to these two schools keep making visits, one of them's one of them's going to flip, right? I mean, it's just yeah. let's just be honest. These are teenagers, highly influenced, they're setting multiple visits. One of them is is going to defect, and, and it's going to be a big deal. Yep, yep. All right, let's uh, let's move to receivers here. Perry Thompson, six three two zero five from Foley. He committed to Alabama last June, but keeps heading over to Auburn, another guy that Auburn's not letting up on. They don't care if you're committed. If you want to come to Auburn and visit, they're going to have you. And it seems like they're making the most of his situation as well. Yeah, I got a text from a good source of mine in, in SEC country that said, if if there's a flip candidate to watch for Auburn, it's Perry Thompson. You know, that's the one to focus on just a little bit more. Again, all this stuff's on the table on either side of the coin. But with Perry, it just it's starting to feel a little bit more tangible. This is from somebody you know, completely separate from from all these programs, by the sure. way. So the, I think the visits are really meaningful here. Uh, again, receivers, I, I think, are going to be the position quarterbacks too, where when when Hugh is really locked in, it, it's going to feel harder to overcome because of that cachet that that he has created uh, at previous stops. And he's trying to obviously, you know, bring back here now to Auburn. So I think with a big bodied receiver like that, it's just an easier sell, frankly. And then you pair that with the youth and energy of, of a Marcus Davis, who seems to be hitting the ground running in a big way here from a recruiting perspective. All of that is, is going to come up really positive for the Tigers. Uh, and I think, when you watch a coach in action, like like watching Marcus Davis with these receivers, it's like everyone's on a blank slate, right? Because this is a brand new coaching staff. So you're getting a little bit more intricacy with watching them coach because they're evaluating at the same time. It's not just, hey, I know what this guy does. I know what this guy does. Let's fine tune it. It's like, I'm trying to find out what all y'all can do. So when a recruit sees that, it just feels more open. It's more inviting. It's more yeah. fair. It's more level. When you when you potentially get to that school, and I think Perry even slipped in a quote on accident, I think, and said, "Yeah, when I get there, blah blah blah." You know, so th- this is this is tangible from his mouth with more visits planned, and and certainly from from some of the buzz I'm hearing uh, elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, he said like, I think it was like a week ago. Yeah, yeah, Cole Pinkston got him to <laughs> wrote about this. He was talking to uh, reporters, and he said, "If I were to go somewhere else." It would be Auburn. It's like, don't, don't answer hypotheticals, guys. What? Like, why would you? Why would you say that if you're committed to Bama? And once again, not seriously considering Auburn. So once again, like they always say, follow the visits. But I mean, these guys are saying some pretty blatant things where it's like, yes, yes, Auburn's a real, real thing for them. And then the last guy that we're going to talk about today, as far as um, that that's committed elsewhere. Ryan Williams, he's a 2025 guy. John, it seems like there's some smoke that he may be reclassifying or working to reclassify. You may have more information on that than me, but four-star receiver from Saraland, Alabama, um, Bama commit. But 
he talked about it uh, either this weekend or earlier this week about how, like, yes, Auburn is definitely making an impact on him being committed to Alabama. What are you hearing about? Uh, what are you hearing about Ryan Williams? Yeah, well, if there is a reclassification, I think it it sounds the alarm a little bit louder for for everyone in this recruitment because folks are talking about Ryan Williams like he is the next big thing. Great receivers in this state. We'll talk Cam Coleman in a second. Perry Thompson just got his fifth star on twenty four seven today. Um, but by all indication, Ryan Williams is, is kind of the guy, Gatorade player of the year, state champ, all of those things. So um, any news in any direction other than Alabama is going to ring loud uh, in this recruitment. And, and he's another one that's already gotten on campus a couple times. And whether he reclassifies or not, he's got at a minimum seven, eight months of, of openness until he signs that, that national letter of intent. And he appreciates the few schools that are continuing to recruit him. I think that's kind of a secondary layer here because when, when some kids commit, especially to Bama or Georgia or some of these big time programs, a lot of schools back off. They say, yeah, well, we would love to have them, but let's not fight that fight and spend resources and time sure. there. If, if we're fighting uphill, Auburn obviously doesn't care about those notions. And I think that resonates differently with certain recruits and, I know Ryan is one who made a point recently to say, hey, there's only a couple schools talking to me besides Alabama, and Auburn yeah. is, is doing a great job. Another one that, that Hugh has his fingerprints all over specifically. So this this Hugh Freeze-Marcus Davis battery I think is going to produce pretty darn well by, by the time this 24 cycle winds down, uh, regardless of, of Ryan's status in the class of 24. But if he makes that move, obviously you got to start figuring out all those logistics this time of year because you got to take extra classes, and mm -hmm. it's a whole mess. But this is the time of year that if you're going to do it, you, you've got enough time to get it done, even though it's it's quite, it's quite rare in, in, in the recruiting process. Right. John, you gave me my tease there. So coming up, Cam Coleman is now a five-star. <laughs> How does it impact Auburn's recruitment of him? And also, is tomorrow, could, or could we possibly be celebrating a holiday? I'll tell you what I mean in just a moment. Right here on Locked on Auburn. The Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. I will be voting for the Caramel Macchiato bar. It is my favorite. Um, so it's just like if you want Auburn um, to win in anything, you need to support them. You got to support your favorite bar by going to BuiltMarchMadness.com. It also enters you to win a free box of built products. Not only that, but one locked on listener will win a 12 month subscription to built to have built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. If that's not a locked on Auburn listener, I'm going to freak out. So head over to builtmarchmadness.com for more information. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. John Garcia, Cam Coleman gets a fifth star as well um, from 247 Sports. Where is Auburn in this battle for Cam Coleman? He kind of went silent for a bit. What? Uh, where are we standing with all of this? Right, right in the thick of it. Um, he, he knows the local angle. I'm sure he feels maybe the pressure to to be the guy who reverses the uh, the small trend uh, there at Central Phoenix City High small. School. 
Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to be reasonable here. It's it's only March. Uh, look, he knows he knows the deal. Um, you know, he says distance isn't going to be a big factor in his recruiting process. And look, he's got everybody over after him, right? Look, you just mentioned he's he's now a five star receiver, so everybody in the country is going to at least inquire here. So that that could probably slow down the process a little bit. And normally, I would probably red flag that relative to the school closest to home sure but auburn's done such a good job here gotta get them back on campus that's kind of the one thing that's, right. that's taken some time here but it's just it's right there you know he knows that so i think right now he's doing some due diligence with uh, basically all the other schools on his list and it's a growing list so it's just a matter of when he starts cutting down setting official visits and, and maybe elongating the process but i do think auburn's going to stay in, in in this race all the way on, until it ends and if he does commit elsewhere sooner even if it's a surprise, I think obviously we, we've talked about it all show. Auburn's not going to slow up until the pen meets the paper on, on signing day with Cam Coleman. He's just too important. He's yeah. too close to home. Uh, perceptionally, all the things that that coaches say don't matter really do matter here. Uh, and that's something <laughs> sure. that you know Auburn will will continue to, to make tangible with, with its efforts for Coleman. So they're going to stay in it no matter what. Every time we talk, John, we've got to bring him up. Fat Burnett, um, the very talented running back. There's some smoke that Fat Friday may be coming. Walker White um, put out a tweet, just a hypothetical, saying, um, you know, I'd love to win a national championship with, with Fat Burnett at Auburn. <laughs> I texted Walker about it. I'm like, hey, there's a lot of smoke about a Fat Friday. You hearing this? He's like, nah, man, I'm in the dark just as much as you guys. And I'm like, I don't believe you, but I appreciate you sharing me. <laughs> With that information and answering me. That's great. This has been a weird recruitment, right? I mean, we talked about how odd it was because it kind of seemed like Auburn had backed off. Burnett had said, I'm 100% open last time we talked, John. what? Where are we now? He's he's kind of back on the, the Twitter train teasing stuff again. I know that started back in November and we're in March here. Yeah. But look, um, on, on Monday, he said something is brewing. And he tagged Hayes Fawcett, who is kind of the de facto – graphics guy uh, for commitments. So he's already got the top group out. So that's the natural progression in, in the graphics right. uh, standpoint. So um, look, he's, he's been at Auburn plenty. Uh, I think he got to FSU this week. So maybe that's a little bit of a dark horse to keep an eye on, but uh, yeah, the combination of Hugh Cadillac, uh, apparently Walker white needs to be thrown into this conversation too. Uh, <laughs> and I agree with you. Uh, he's a smart guy. He knows what when to say something and when when to hold off. There. Yeah, if he was so, committing on Friday, he totally knows. That, <laughs> like if if that sign. is to happen, he totally knows. That, yeah. That's a good sign. Replies are a good sign in, in this in this time relative mm -hmm. to recruiting. So yeah, I think if something is brewing, as as Fat Burnett tweeted out uh, on the twentieth, uh, yeah, I think that's probably best news for Auburn unless uh, he took a visit to FSU Tuesday and completely flipped and changed everything uh, in, in his recruiting plan, which is probably unlikely. So um, sooner the better. Uh, we've been saying it since November, but it appears as if the sooner is, is very close. Uh, and, and Fat Friday would be one of the coolest uh, commitment uh, landmark events uh, that I've witnessed in over 10 years. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty cool. And He's the type of personality that this kid has. Like, it seems like it would fit. Like, I, I'm all about yeah, it. Well, yeah. I'm all about it. John, how can people check out everything you've got going on, brother? Yeah, well, the fine folks here at Locked On have me uh, quite busy these days. So check us oh, yeah. out in an audio-visual form. And, of course, uh, we're talking ball on Twitter every day. John Garcia underscore JR. Find all my written work at AuburnDaily.com. And we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. 
Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.